Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Thanks so much for listening today. We have an exciting show ahead for you. I just want to remind you that the Awaken Podcast Network is a place where you can go and find other podcasts that might be speaking into your lane as far as your occupation, your vocation, where God has you specifically to help you to live out your faith and your work in that area. So check out awakenpodcastnetwork.com. Scotty Moore is running for Congress. Now, this is not a political show but a show focused on the stories of Jesus followers living out their faith at work. So today we are going to go and get into Scotty's position on issues. We're going to talk about all kinds of things with he and his wife, Ishtay, about how they're going to serve our country while protecting their faith, while protecting their marriage, while protecting their family, all while serving in the United States Congress. Scotty and Ishtay Moore, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Thank you very much. Honored to be here. You say that now. I hope you feel that way at the end of the show. (laughs) All right. Scotty, why did you decide to be a follower of Jesus? Yeah, well, I mean, it was one of those decisions when I was 11 years old. I grew up in central Minnesota. I went to a Bible camp. Uh, You know, I I was very friends orientated. I just needed to be around people all the time. My wife jokes that I'm an extreme extrovert. I, in fact, I can exhaust extroverts. <laughs> so it was while I, I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. I double dog dare you to get me over. Sorry. Okay. We can go ahead. So it was while at this Bible camp in Lake Beauty Bible Camp in Long Prairie, Minnesota, middle of nowhere, kind of small town, where the Lord met me. And it was just really me responding to him and doing the work. And the funny thing is, is I heard about Jesus a lot. I grew up in a uh, Methodist church, very traditional, great people but just really didn't understand the gospel. And it was at this chapel service where, you know, the, the penetrating work of the Holy spirit did something. And I had a response. I had a choice to make. And so I stayed after, and I gave my life to Jesus. And I remember going home, being excited, telling my mom and she was excited too. But unfortunately we just didn't have the structure, the discipleship to really to grow. In fact, there would be moments. So like Dawson McAllister live, if you remember those kind of moments. So I would go every year to one of those things. And, but it wasn't until college where God really got a hold of my life. But uh, that's, that's part of my story. Fun fact for all of the I Work Rim audience, our youngest gave her life to Christ at Lake Beauty Bible Camp in <laughs> Long Prairie, Minnesota. Oh my gosh. I love wow. how God just weaves stories was, together. So as soon as you said that, I was like, oh my goodness, that that's, is just that's, so great. What a great testimony a that camp has. Yes. Ishte, you come from Brazil, or Brazil, as I would not, I'm just sorry, I I shouldn't even try that. So from Brazil, how did you meet Jesus? Um, So I grew up also in a, not a Catholic family, like many people would assume, since I'm from Brazil. I grew up in a very traditional church, hearing all about Jesus my entire life. But um, it wasn't until I was 16 years old that I attended a, a youth Uh, outreach in my city. And that's when I actually understand what it meant to have Jesus as my, my Lord and savior, not just my, just not just something that I professed with my mouth, but something that really made a difference in my life. Mm. So how then did God bring the two of you together? 
Um, Scotty, maybe you can share how you and Ishtay met and where God took you with that. This is a fun story. I like telling this story. I'll be really brief. But so we both were involved in crew in college and God really got a hold of our lives and, and we were taught, trained and equipped. It used to be Campus Crusade for Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we were very involved helping people know Jesus. And we went to a student conference. And in fact, it was in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And Ishte was helping out in Brazil. And our region flew Ishte up. This first time she'd ever been in the United States, flew her up in winter, by the way. So it was about 40 below zero. And she grew up four degrees away from the equator, right on the ocean. So uh, first time she'd ever been in that kind of weather. And so she was on stage in front of 1,500 students. And she's speaking Portuguese with an interpreter. And I, I, I literally, I remember this. I leaned over to my buddy and I'm like, she's gorgeous. Too bad she doesn't speak English. And so she was talking and she said something the interpreter didn't understand what she said. And so she interpreted herself into English. And I literally remember, I just casually leaned back over to my buddy and I said, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and uh, so we, we, we hit it off there. We had some mutual friends. Some of my friends had just gone down there to Brazil for a summer missions trip. And so that was in 1998, but we actually didn't start dating until 2001. Uh, there's a longer story there, but that's how I first met her. So we started dating when I moved to Brazil in 2001. Uh, I asked her to marry me on top of the Sugarloaf Mountain in, in Rio de Janeiro, Pão de Açúcar. And then in 2003, we were married in Brazil. Wow. Mm. Fantastic. And a little credit out there to Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. Okay. All right. So you're saying there's a chance. All right. So how did the two of, sorry, way too early. Uh, So how did the two of you come to the decision that God is calling you and your family to run for Congress? Well, I'll start out really briefly and then I'll let it stay, Carrie, because she's the one who held really the decision, the uh, moving forward uh, in her hand. So uh, you know, four years ago, actually five years ago, now it was in December of 2016, uh, God used a, a guy from Africa who gave me a word, a prophetic word. And I had actually forgotten specifics about that word until 2020. And I remember the Lord was just stirring in my heart and mind. And part of what you teach and what we teach is that our responsibility is to hear from the Lord and respond. And so as I was, you know, and I've had a career of just walking with the Lord, trying to do that. And as I heard just these whisperings from the Lord, I called a buddy of mine, Demerick Patton, and I called him and I said, Demerick, this is going to sound pretty crazy, but I feel like the Lord is calling me to run for U.S. Congress. And I could show you where in my office where I was standing at that moment. And he said immediately, because he was in the room when that guy gave me that word, he said immediately, he goes, Scotty, I've been waiting for you to step into that. And he Mm. said it was such a profound, just guttural, like uh, confirmation that it was that, uh, man, that started stirring. And so I brought it up to Shtay. And they remind me again, what was your response? I said, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. When he, when he came to me and he said, I think the Lord might be calling me to go into politics. I said, no, he's not <laughs> because, you know, I know the mind of the Lord and I know that he's not, <laughs> but, um, we, he's like, let's pray about it. And I said, sure, I'll pray about it but I don't want to do it. So we, we prayed. And as we were praying about it, we talked to um, other uh, mentors and other people that had been walking with Jesus longer than we have. Um, And many of them were very encouraging saying, we do need people like you there, but all of them, no exception said, do not do it. If your wife doesn't agree with it. Amen to that. Don't do it. 
And so I kept praying and I didn't feel any leading uh, from the Lord either way for yes or for no um, for many months um, until we went to uh, a marriage conference. And we I was reading I was reading a book that had nothing to do with it, but I just felt the Lord speaking to my heart saying, release Scotty. Just because this is something that you would never choose to do mm-hmm. with your life doesn't mean that I'm not calling him to do it. And so I believe that the Lord has been uh, equipping Scotty and he actually has been, he has made Scotty for campaigning. It's not even, it's not even funny. And he has been equipping Scotty for this his entire life. And so I, I said, okay, let's, let's, pursue this. Let's go after this. And who knows how to run a campaign? We didn't Mm -hmm. until, I mean, until we started on this and we needed somebody to help. And uh, God has placed people uh, in our path. Uh, And we have just seen story after story of God's sightings. It's just incredible. Mm -hmm. It's been an amazing journey. Yeah. So Scotty, you know, it's so there's so many things I just want to call out, but it's amazing how you've just been obedient and asking the Lord to show you the next steps. And so I just want to ask you this real quick, I think. Um Scotty, the call to politics is not for everybody. How did you know that it was your call? Yeah, I agree. The call to politics is is not everybody's call. In fact, I think all of us have callings and stepping into that calling is really important and being aware of that and listening. Uh, and, and really opening up, some are called into, you know, being a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, uh, and God has gifted us and given us talents and abilities to sow into. And when people do that, not only are they blessed when they're operating in their giftings, but the people around them are blessed. Mm-hmm. And so it's really trying to understand that. And so, you know, 20 years ago or a little bit more, God birthed a passion for politics in my life. And so I've been very connected. And so a lot of people maybe wouldn't know that because of the, the job that I had working with crew that I really wasn't able to be super political, but I, I, I really believe that God instituted politics. And so, you know, I would even joke around with this day saying, Hey, you know, maybe someday he'll call us into politics. You know, uh, little did I know that it wasn't a part of my plan to say, Hey, I'm going to work, you know, raising money, working with crew, and then I'll transition into this. It wasn't, but, but when you hear the Lord and, and you said the key word, it's obedience. And what I told this day is I said, listen, I know you're freaked out. I mean, I know, so many people said, this is a dirty, crazy, slimy kind of world. Are you sure you want to get into it? And to me, I say, listen, number one, I'm just trying to be obedient. I don't know. You know, I'm not really looking forward to all that craziness. But number two is that if good, godly people who follow the Lord, honor him, don't step into this, who fills the void? And then we're subject to the crazy laws that are happening. And so, <laughs> Amen. And really- on that note, we're going to take a break. You're listening to I Work For Him as we talk with Scotty and Ishtay Moore. Scotty Moore for Congress.com. Check him out online. Scotty Moore for Congress. If you live in Central Florida, he could be in your district. We'll be right back with more on I Work For Him. You know the kind of person that always tells you about the latest trends or the special deals around town? Well, lean in because here's a message from that kind of person. The Awaken Podcast Network is the place to be. Go to awakenpodcastnetwork.com and unlock God's purpose for your work with help from some friends. You will find a gathering place of podcasts that provide simple tools, faith stories, and conversations that will inspire and equip you to vibrantly live out your faith in your work today. Go ahead, check out awakenpodcastnetwork.com. 
and then be that kind of person and tell a friend. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him. As we're talking with Scotty and Ishtay Moore. Scotty Moore for Congress.com. Scotty Moore for Congress.com. No, this isn't a political show, but we're talking about Scotty and Ishtay's story of how they're being called to run for Congress. Out of uh, what district in Florida? District 9. It's part of Orange County and into Osceola County. They're redoing the districts right now, so we're kind of on standby. Uh, so we're just holding firm on that. But District 9. That's where yes. you're... Okay. All right. Okay. Listen, Scotty, this is... You know, you get into politics, and it's a danger zone for Jim here. Um, listen, the American people are fed up to way beyond here with Congress. Rarely does anything ever get accomplished. Most of the time, it's not good for our country. It's good for the lobbyists and for the Congress people who seem to get richer and richer, even though they only make $170,000 a year, and they have now millions and millions of dollars. So how are you going to go to Washington, D.C.? and keep from becoming part of the problem. Yeah, I, and I really appreciate this question, and it's an important question that we need to make sure we're addressing, not just with me, but also with the current members, because it is pretty crazy, and we need to look into the fact that you know, people who make 170, they're public servants, yet they're walking away being enriched, and there's a power struggle. I think the very thing is, is it's defined by this. The current people it feels like they care more about keeping their job and keeping their power than they do at representing the people, we the people, and what's best for our country moving forward. And so what we need to do is have get back to the checks and balances. We're holding people accountable. I mean, that's the kind of a very basic principle, regardless if you're in a family, you got to hold your kids accountable. They can't just keep doing what, whatever they want to do. Uh, also within businesses, if you're running a business and you have employees doing whatever or showing up late, you got to hold them accountable. You can't just say, don't keep doing that or not. And that's also true for our government. We have checks and balances. And if we're not holding them accountable, then they're allowed to keep doing the craziness that they're okay, doing. Okay, fine. That's a, that was a great, that was fantastic rhetoric. How am I going to hold you accountable? You go to Washington, D.C., you buy your little, you rent your little house in Washington, D.C., you are out of touch. I can't walk into Congress and bop you upside the head and say, listen, idiot. You're not doing what you said you were going to do. How am I going to hold you accountable? It's totally true. You're right. And so here's one of the things that I love about Congress, even though I'm not a big fan of having to run for re-election every two years, but the reality is, is the Congress, the, House, the men and women who represent the House of Representatives, 435, are supposed to be in their districts more often than they're in D.C. And so they're supposed to have office hours and accessibility is the key. And so the idea is that we're not supposed to be hidden away, out of touch not paying attention. We're supposed to be here engaging, connecting, and have accessibility. And, and I think we've lost that. I think we've forgotten about that. And, and I think, so accessibility is a big thing in holding people accountable. Yes. All right. Mm, that's so good. And I am sure that along the way, your people locally, if they elect you and you go, they're going to know how to access you. And I think that that's going to be a real key to living that out. So, Ishtay, we've already established that this is a family decision. Like, you guys had prayed about it and decided that this is the, the path forward that God wants for you. How do you intend to, to protect your family and your marriage um, from what we would assume, you know, would be the pressures and the, shall we call it, the plague of, you know, li living in the nation's capital? Um, I think that in any any calling that you have where you're going to make a difference, there's going to be uh, hardship and persecution. Mm -hmm. And I think it's no different for pastors. I think it's no different for anybody, actually, who is doing any good in the world. 
there's going to be persecution. And so I think that uh, number one, we need spiritual protection. We need prayer. We need not only um, are we planning on praying for ourselves, but we need people praying for us. And we do have that right now going in. We need that kind of protection. And I think that um, that's number one. And I think that just, you know, um, whatever we do to protect our marriage now, it's, we need to keep doing that. So what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now to protect your marriage? We, um, we pray together. Uh, We uh, have other people around us um, uh, that are mentors and we, whenever we can, we attend conferences and things like that. And uh, we give time for each other, for our marriage. Uh, And so I think that this is, this is no different. I think it will be, um, it will be different when he is out of town, when he's in DC, of course, it's, there's going to be restrictions with time in that, but I think it's, it's a season. Uh, and we're just going to have to, you know, like, I, I believe that we both are going into this, believing that God has called us into this. And so uh, we're just going to have to adjust to the reality of like him being gone for so many days a week in DC and, and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, and I just want to commend you on something right now. And I have started following you guys on Facebook and people can, do, you know, they, you're living real life and you're showing things that God is doing in your life and your family. And I just, I commend you on that because you're living the life that God's called you to go to be in all areas and allowing your family um, to keep growing and to invest in your spiritual walk as a family and your church activities and things like that. And so um, I, I, I hear you loud and clear that, that prayer is, I believe, also the biggest part of um, holding you guys up and having that protection around you. All right, hang on. Here's the zinger, though. Scotty Moore, you're going alone to D.C. because you got a wife at home with a couple of girls in high school. And yeah. something happens in D.C., Scotty. Something happens and I don't know what it is because I've never gotten to go, but I'm telling you something, the enemy's going to come at you with all kinds of attacks. And I'll guarantee you, somebody's going to come at you with their body. Somebody, you are going to be attacked sexually in DC because it happens all the time. There's got to be something for some reason that's got this hold. I mean, it seems like when people get to DC, they get this stranglehold all on them and all of a sudden they start doing stuff that they said they would never do. And what happens? Right. Are they getting blackmailed or whatever it is? How are you going to protect you and your marriage to Ishtay? How are you going to protect that sexuality? Because that is going to come under attack when you're there alone at night. Yeah, no, that's, it's a really good question. And it's one that I've talked a lot with Ishtay and we've talked with other friends and mentors and I've talked with the Lord about it too. And, and here are a few things that, that have come up and that, that I'm moving forward on. Number one, I think isolation is dangerous. Anytime you're alone and you're moving forward, that's, that's fertile ground for the enemy to really speak lies. Mm-hmm. We talk about that in First Peter 5, that he's a, a prowling lion looking for someone to devour. And so he's just ro- roaming around. So number one, I think the, the less that I can be alone, and I'm not talking about, I just need to be in proximity to people, but with the right people. Mm-hmm. You know, David ended up where he was because it says in the springtime, when kings go to war, David stayed home. What he didn't have is Jonathan in his life any longer to say, what are you doing? What are you, you're not supposed to stay here, man. And as a result, that one decision led to another, led to another, led to another. And then it was Bathsheba. And then not only that, it was murder, you know, because of that one decision of not having someone in his life to speak truth to power. 
and so often. And so I think there's a few things. Number one, uh, you know, you need to have people in your life who speak truth to power that can walk with you to not be isolated and be aware of that. And then there's another thing. There's a document that we have called the VP Mosa. It talks about vision, purpose, mission. And, and long before you even get to the vision part, you talk about what, what, what do you want your, your marriage? What do you want your relationship with your wife and your girls to look like long, long ahead? You know, maybe when you're dead or, or, or near the end of your life. And, and that I'm committed to continuing. And so I don't want to risk losing my relationship with my wife or risk losing my relationship with my girls because of a decision now. And so that's got to be at the forefront of my decision-making. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to miss my girl's birthdays or certain, certain important dates because of, you know, this power struggle, because that's primary, because I know at some point I'm not going to be a congressman, but I'm always going to be remade, married to stay. And I'm always going to have, and so what's primary and keeping those in checks. Uh, that's, that's one of the uh, many ways that we're doing that. All right. Great shout out to transformational leadership, TL on demand.com, TL on demand.com. Great plug for there for the VP Mosa. All right. Listen, last, last question of this segment. Do you want to ask him? <laughs> Sorry, I jumped in. No, that's a, <laughs> Did you well, actually want to participate in this? Yeah, show? that'd be great. You All know, right. the, the extroverts here are having a party. So, um, <laughs> and I love it. And, you know, I think that I know that that's one of the things that, um, you know, God has given you guys the personality and the character and everything for this. And I'm hearing over and over again, how you've surrounded yourself with good counsel and people that love you and have the God's best for you. So what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge in like this whole election process? Ishtay, why don't you um, I don't know. What do you think as the wife of somebody who's out there, you know, campaigning, what do you think the biggest challenge is going to be for you guys? Uh, uh, the pace has been, um, I think, uh, challenging. Scotty is gone many times like this morning. He, he was gone before I was out of bed uh, for a breakfast. So the pace has been uh, crazy, intense, been pretty intense. But at the same time, I have to say, I have never seen Scotty this energized. Uh, uh, he is just, uh, there's something about doing what you feel like God has called you to do. And there is something about seeing God move that really energizes you. But I, 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 I worry about his, even his health, just because he, um, he sometimes his nights are like, he's, he sleeps for not as many hours as I feel like I need to sleep because he, you know, he arrives late at night from an event and then he has to sleep and wake up at 5, 5.30 a.m. to go to a breakfast, uh, men's breakfast or something like that. And so um, that is so the uh, pace, the pace. All right. And we hope that he doesn't through all this pace, get so stressed out. He loses that great hair. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, as we talk with Scotty and Ishtay Moore. Scotty Moore for Congress. ScottyMoreForCongress.com. We'll be right back. Want to build a profitable side hustle that impacts people with truth and healing in themselves and in their leadership? Then look at becoming a certified leadership coach with Giant. Giant has been in the leadership space for over 13 years and has over 500 coaches in over 127 countries. Their coaches are being hired by Fortune 500 companies and organizations like I Work For Him. Martha and I took the Giant Sherpa training under one of these great coaches to become leaders worth following. Giant gives you everything you need to start your own coaching business from scratch, like hands-on training from top-level coaches, access to an all-in-one online platform to run your entire coaching business, and you get to join a thriving community of coaches around the world. 
To get started, Giant is hosting a coaching business workshop to help you learn how to build a successful coaching business. This workshop is 100% free, and you can reserve your spot by going to giant.tv forward slash iWorkForHim. If you're ready to impact people and get paid to do it, go to giant.tv forward slash iWorkForHim. That's giant.tv forward slash iWorkForHim. Hey, welcome back to iWorkForHim as we're talking with Scotty and Ishtay Moore. Scotty Moore for Congress, and that's Scotty with a Y, scottymoreforcongress.com. Scotty, being a congressman is an honor. You're one of 435 of the most powerful people in America, and really, that influence the entire globe. How are you going to make sure that you serve those you represent and not the special interests that are giving you money to run for Congress and the people that have all this money that want to influence you? That's a danger. Cash in the pocket is a danger. How are you going to make sure you serve the people in District 9 out of uh, Orange and Osceola County, Florida, and not those that are going, hey, Scotty, I'd give you 100 grand for your campaign if you just help me out here a little. Yeah, and, and I think the, the bottom line is, is really it's honoring God and integrity. And again, it goes back to the earlier point, and it wasn't just rhetoric. Uh, so for the listeners to really hear and understand, I really do care about this country. I care about, I look about what is it going to look like for my daughters, 14 and 11? What kind of America are they going to inherit? What about my future grandkids that are not yet born? And if I give in to those special interests, uh, oftentimes they're not, they're not concerned with the future of America. They're concerned with their, their business or what they want or pushing things. And that's how we've gotten ourselves into this position. And so number one, I would say the decision needs to happen before you get there. There needs to be a commitment and there needs to be a, a public commitment saying like, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. That's not why I'm getting into that. So then now you can hold me accountable, but also that we're, that we're having some clear boundaries in place. So for example, we worked with crew for the, over 20 years and we had to raise our funds individually. And so I guarantee you that we've been put in places where people are trying to do the quid pro quo. Uh, can we do this? Can you do this? And Clearly, we didn't get into this for the money. You know, we didn't get into the past 20 years raising funds. And so for us, it's not about the money as much as it's about the mission. Now, I'm not trying to say that I'm not corruptible because I'm human. And anyone, anyone who thinks that they're not corruptible, that's a very dangerous place to be Amen. because we're human. And so that's the starting point. But, but I really believe that we need to make that commitment first, honor the Lord, have the integrity, and then have... The, the track record of the past 21 years of not doing that already. Yeah. And, and earning the trust and, and, and showing that you're trustworthy along the way is really going to help the people that you are representing. So one of the things that we really love to drive into is that there is a need for more people like you in the political arena, whatever that role might be. So there might be somebody listening today that's thinking, you know, I've always thought about maybe running for Congress or maybe some other position. What kind of advice can you offer to them right now? Yeah, great question. Uh, The bottom line is, is listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible talks about staying in step with the Spirit. And so not get ahead of them, not stay behind. Mm -hmm. And then conversely connected with that is obedience. You know, when the Lord calls us to do something, it can be scary. There could be questions, but the Lord doesn't say, you know, he doesn't, my obedience, in other words, is not predicated on whether or not I think I'll be successful. God doesn't say, obey me if you think you'll be successful or step into this. And so oftentimes throughout the Bible, 
we kind of just glance, glimpse over these really quick stories of David and Goliath. There's a conviction and an understanding, but there's, there are real consequences connected to that. And there's, there's pushing through that, but also understanding in whose power. Look at Gideon, what happened with him. He had 32,000 fighting men and it whittled down to 300. I guarantee you that there are people looking at that situation saying, that's a suicide mission. And so I think hearing from the Lord, you know, we talk about Samuel and just hearing and understanding and then responding. And, and so listening say, to your spouse. Yes, which we yeah, hearing from the Lord yeah. and listening to your spouse, right, Ishtay? Yes, which is very much a part of that relationship, right? I'm I mean, sorry. he's going to call us both. All right, we got to end this podcast. How do you want us praying for you? Yeah, well, I think, again, we mentioned it, but our marriage is up first and foremost of, and, and I believe families are under attack right now. And I'm not trying to get too political. I'm just saying, like, let's look around. Yeah. And so it starts with us. We need to be good examples. And then our kids, kids are under attack right now. You look at what's happening in the culture. Please pray for us, pray for our kids. And as we stay, I want, please, would you help us to pray to remain firm to God's truth? And I'm okay with having people vote me out of office because I'm honoring the Lord. What I'm not okay with is sacrificing my principles of what God is asking us to do. And so I want to stay true to that. I believe we need more patriots and people like that who are honoring mm-hmm. the Lord and walking firm. And so we cover your pair of prayers on that. All right, well, let's pray now. Awesome. Unless, yeah. Ishtay, I should ask, is there anything you want to add to what he just said? No, I just, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree because I don't, I don't think we want uh, we're not willing to sacrifice our marriage and our family for this. All right, cool. Father, we just lift up Scotty and Ishtay. Lord, we ask that you would protect them, protect their marriage, protect their hearts, their minds, their souls, and their strength as they worship you as they run for Congress. Lord, if it is your will, may Scotty be part of a huge freshman class in Congress this next year. A Congress that is aimed at really bringing our country back to the standards that we were founded on over 250 years ago, almost 250 years ago. Father, we just pray pray for protection, for health, protection against the enemy's attacks in all sorts of areas. And Lord, we just pray for our country, that we would get back to being a country that is a light on a hill, a shining light to the world. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Scotty and Ishtay Moore, thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Scotty with the Y, Scotty Moore for Congress. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. That's right. Scotty Moore for Congress. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I work work for him. him. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field. But for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com.